Welcome to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Here's your host, Tim Wilkins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Today's edition, it's a fun edition. Oh, it's a good time to be a conservative in America. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Hypocrisy is running rampant amongst all the libtards in the world. Right? We're talking about today's topic. Donald Trump's apparently being indicted on a crime that didn't commit. It's like, where's Johnny Cochran when you need him? Today's topic, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go full into this, is the possible indictment of the 45th president of the United States of America, Donald John Trump. I'm joined by the co-host of co-host, a man that needs no really introduction, but I give him one every week. Chris, I appreciate you joining me, buddy. Yes, sir. All right. So today is Wednesday, the 22nd of March. Apparently, Donald Trump was supposed to be indicted yesterday. He was not. Reason why. Let's go into it, shall we? All right. This is the fun part. This is the fun part about being a conservative because it's such an amazing, amazing meltdown of all the liberals in the world if this actually happens in the way it's probably going to happen because, well, it's a slippery slope, my friend. So, first things first. The situation in question Give everyone a full context situation. If you haven't been heard already by all the main mainstream lame lamestream media, all the uh, the CNNs, the MSDNCs, the the, uh, the, con, quote, the, the Comcast network. Yep, go ahead. To quote the great Rush Limbaugh, the drive-by media. Uh, correct. Like, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And God bless your soul, Rush Limbaugh. I appreciate everything you've ever done for us as Americans. All right. Amen. All right. So that being said, this is what happened. Apparently, they're trying to charge or some type of charge against Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, for supposedly paying off uh, Miss Stephanie Clifford, a.k.a. Miss Stormy Daniels, an adult actress that he supposedly had uh, a relation with uh, back in 2006. So... The reason why this is a situation is that because apparently Mr. Trump or Mr. President Trump paid off Ms. Clifford $130,000 and somehow, some way, Mr. Michael Cohen, who is a, well, perjurer, lied on the stand saying that he was told by Donald Trump to use those payments to pay off Ms. Stephanie Clifford. By Donald Trump. So what they're trying to do, Chris, and I think we can pretty much explain this in most layman terms, is pretty much try to walk the dog on a charge that's out of statute of limitations, which going into this, clearly the federal government was investigating this back when he was running for president uh, after he got into office as well. And the fact of the matter is, And it's really clear 
is that there was no charges brought up by the federal government on a campaign finance law. And there was no FEC violation brought up, which uh, just came out recently. There's actually a letter that I will read here as well that basically exonerates Donald Trump of all charges, even if you try to say that he misappropriated those funds. So that's the, the narrative that the Mr. Mr. Alvin Bragg is trying to do. He's trying to walk a dog in the sense where he's trying to have a narrative that is basically a felony so he can charge Donald Trump, which is a very weak case. Now, the grand jury was, re re which, by the way, giving us our full context, Chris, sorry to go long-winded here. They have met Friday, I'm sorry, Thursday, Friday, and Monday. And they did not meet on Tuesday, which was yesterday. They did not meet today, which they were scheduled to do because they were supposed to hear from a witness. And sources, sources say, which you know what sources are. They're unnamed and they're unreliable at best. Say that they, they have a weakness in the case, you think? Uh, so we're going to walk this hypocrisy dog down the street some more. And at some point, we've seen, Chris, that the RNC, the Republican Party candidates, have all come out besides Ron DeSantimonious. That's right. I'm going to call him Ron DeSantimonious because I'm sorry, but Ron, great governor of Florida, you ain't you ain't winning this one. Mm -mm -mm. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. Sorry, Chris. I know we talked about another podcast here, but. Ron DeSantis is going against the big dogs in the big dog's yard. And, well, Donald Trump's going to win that one every time. So here's what's going to play out now is that I would suspect here in the coming days that Mr. Bragg, the DA from the Manhattan District in the state, they're trying to bring him up for his state crime, not a federal crime. The RNC and the Republican candidates and the Republican senators have all kind of just wrangled, circled the wagons in a sense to kind of support Donald Trump in this situation because actually is what it is. He's not just blowharding it and saying it's a politically operative situation. It's a political witch hunt. He said it before on timeless occasions and no one really believes him. But in this case, it really is. So, Chris, I'm going to leave this up to you on this one, man. Your thoughts on this case before I start going into the evidence of this is going to be nothing more than a nothing burger in about a you know two-week period of time here. Yeah, I mean... I mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head, Tim. I mean, when it comes down to it, this is this is a, a political witch hunt. Um, you know, it's a Soros-funded DA. Uh, these Soros-funded DAs, you know, they don't believe in the rule of law. They, you know, they'll let hardened criminals out, but then they'll do their best to to uh, to you know imprison their uh, their political their political uh, opponents. Um, where you know to you know kind of kind of going off what Tucker Carlson said uh, last night on his show on Monday night, uh, the 21st. I mean, we're, we're, or sorry, tw the 20th, we're, we're in uncharted territory. And it's, it's truly unbelievable that we're, you know, it's like first, you know, first they, they uh, raid them, they raid the man's private residence. They, now they're, now they're trying to take a flimsy case to arrest him. It's, uh, it, 
Which I mean, it, it is what I mean. This, by the way, would be the first time ever in the history of this country that a sitting or a former president has ever been arrested for a crime. Yet, yet you have you know Joe Biden and all his dealings with China and Ukraine and all different things, and his 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 uh, his drug addict son, and yet we're we're trying to you know yet they're they're trying to you know uh, as as Donald gas, Trump would say, where's Hunter? Yeah, they're trying to gaslight. They're trying to gaslight us that there's nothing to see there, which is yet yeah, you know we're told that we you know that that Donald Trump needs to go to to you know needs to be thrown in prison, lock and key, and you know until the day he dies. So um, yeah, if, if this is allowed to happen, if this is allowed to go through, and I I truly don't feel like it will, but who you never know. I mean, who who knows these days? But if this is allowed to go through, you know, the rule of law truly in America is dead. And we're basically evolved in a banana republic. And, and so that's where, uh, as a serious matter, and I know this podcast, we, we seriously joke around and have fun. But on a serious topic like this, I want to kind of des- describe this in a sense of a, as an American for one second. Because no matter what political ideology you fall on, in which I believe me, I will, we make fun of liberals all the time in this podcast. We do it well. And I think society as a whole does it well. Because of the the parody that they are as human beings, um, and the wokeness and all this other nonsense that gets brought up in culture, but the, the rest of a sitting president, not even Richard Nixon, who did something that was arguably the worst crime known to humanity at the time in politics, until Hillary Clinton came around to steal dossier, which, by the way, she only got. Which I will discuss this in a very simple statement. She got a slap on the wrist of a hundred thousand dollar fine for something that she did exactly the same thing that they're supposedly saying Donald Trump did. So let's just bring remind that again. Everyone can hear me clearly. Hillary Clinton got a hundred thousand dollar fine for something known as a steel dossier, which basically accused Donald Trump of allowing people to pee on him as a fetish and, and, and basically makes false accusations and all this other stuff about Donald Trump in a in a miss with a misapplication of funds as they as they called it and they find her a hundred thousand dollars by the fec so barack obama had campaign finance violations and yep and we also have a couple of congresswomen that have uh, campaign finance problems as well by paying their husbands large sums of money from their account not saying any names omar um but that that being said the thing that i have a huge problem with has nothing to do with the fact that you're trying to, I mean, other than the fact you're trying to arrest the, the former president for something that's better known as a traffic ticket in the sense of the word is that in the bigger scheme of things, Chris, what the city of New York city, by the way, we grew up in that area. New York city was arguably one of the greatest cities during our childhood. It was up and it was back. Thanks to the mayor, the great mayor, mayor Giuliani and what he did for that city. And it has now gone to a cerebral toilet. It's it's gone down the toilets. It is now you have a DA that's more focused on political witch hunts than ones that are. He's lost every felony conviction case in the last two years. This guy, why is he still a DA? You know, you want to talk about law and order? This DA is something that is ridiculous, and he shouldn't be in office anymore. And, and the fact of the matter is. 
the news that broke later this afternoon today that, you know, there is dissension among the office. Well, with all due respect to the office, the people inside that office were leaking that. The fact of the matter is they tried this case before, too, and they didn't go anywhere. His assistant district attorney didn't try the case because of the weakness of the foundation of the case. So then all of a sudden the, the district attorney goes, I'm going to take it myself and try to do it. And he's falling flat on his face. So, Chris, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this letter because the New York Post has this. Anyone that wants to read this can read this as well later on the Internet. Uh, at a later time, but it's actually a very, very important piece of evidence here. It's by the, uh, it's a letter to a uh, federal election uh, commission, uh, election commission's office of complaints, examination and legal administration. It's by the, uh, Mr. By the office of Stephen M. Ryan, attorney for law. He's a counsel for Mr. Michael Cohen. Okay, this was later, it was dated for February 8th, 2018, two years after President Trump was inaugurated. And we had some great economy back then. All right, so, dear Mr. Jordan, I'm writing on behalf of my client, Michael D. Cohen, in response to your letter dated January 30th, 2018. Specifically, this letter responds to the complaint number MUR7313, which was filed with the Federal Election Commission by Common Cause in Paul S. Ryan. I believe Mr. Ryan was uh, another person on the council for Mr. Michael Cohen. In a private transaction in 2016, before the U.S. presidential election, Mr. Cohen used his own personal funds to facilitate a payment of $130,000 to Ms. Stephanie Clifford, whether neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a party to the transaction with Ms. Clifford and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. Contrary to the allegations in the complaint, which were entirely speculative, neither Mr. Cohen nor Essential Consultants LLC made any in-kind contributions to Donald John Trump for President LL Incorporated or any of his presidential campaign committees. Mr. Cohen has been a excuse me, uh, Mr. Cohen has been not been a governmental employee during this time. The payment in question does not constitute a campaign contribution or expenditure, and therefore the FEC lacks jurisdiction over this matter. The complainants have not and cannot present any evidence to the contrary. According, the complaint should be dismissed. By the way, that's also on the letterhead of the law firm of McDermott, Will, and Emery, which, by the way, if you're not living under a rock for most of your livelihood, it's probably one, if not the biggest law firm, uh, it has offices in 25 different cities. It's a pretty big firm. So that's the letter. Um, which, by the way, that was on Twitter by the name of Benny Johnson. Uh, thanks to our sources, better known as Cat Turd, uh, for the retweet there. But another one here is by the New York Post, which, by the way, New York Post is not the New York Slimes. It's not the Washington Compost. It is the New York Post. This is what their article states as of this morning. It's actually this evening at 8.30 this evening. Pretty much highlights that same letter. But in a very key part here. But a little more than six months later, 
Cohen changed his tune and copped a plea to a laundry list of federal crimes that included making an excessive campaign contribution to Trump, now 76, by paying Daniels to keep quiet. Trump has denied cheating on his wife with Melania, uh, on his wife, then Melania Trump, still is his wife and Madam First Lady, uh, probably, if not arguably, the best-looking First Lady of all time. Uh, that's for another debate for another time. But as a part of the guilty plea, Cohen admitted that he, he used newly incorporated shell company to pay Daniels, then sought reimbursement from the Trump organization for the amount, for the full amount, plus a $35 per payment wire fee and another $50,000 for tech work related to the Trump campaign. The total was double for tax purposes, and Cohen received a $60,000 bonus with the full amount of $420,000 paid to him in monthly installments, which he submitted invoices. Cohen also later pleaded guilty to unrelated charges to lying to Congress when he denied trying to broker a deal on Trump Tower development in Moscow during the 2016 campaign. So, in short, in summary of all that nonsense, what it's coming down to is that their lead witness in this case is a known perjurer, known liar, and a letter that is written by Cohen's own lawyers at the time exonerates Donald Trump. It's a magical hypocrisy, isn't it not, Chris? Madness, isn't it? Well, because what we're dealing with right now, Tim, is we're not we're not where in I'm, let me make sure I get this right. Dan Bongino says it perfectly. We are we're not in we're not um, we're not investigating crimes and looking for people. We're investigating people looking for crimes. When it comes down to it, this is a you know, as we said, this is a political witch hunt. They, they if if they could and 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 frankly, and this is another I'll use another uh, conservative pun that Sean Han I'll use the line Sean Hannity has said you can you can indict a ham sandwich. Um, there's when it comes down to he, it, he, though, he, though, was, he was actually saying that on the episode before we started recording this. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, uh, famous line you can indict a ham sandwich. Like it's, 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 it's wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny when you know all the, all the, the at, all the drive by media goes crazy thinking, all right, this is, you know, the, at, I'll use, I'll use their, their term, the walls are closing in. Well, it's like, looks like the walls stopped closing in because this is all, well, I'll say this, man. It's really bothering to me is that if if he really tries to charge Donald Trump and uses this evidence, that's a sculptory. The DA can lose his job. He loses law license because it's technically against the code of ethics and the rule of law and, and the in the in the law in the law world. It's against ethical code to do what he's about to try to do if this evidence is actually legitimate, which it is. Uh, the reason why I bring this up as well is that on Monday, which, you know, while all this saga continued, Robert Costello, who is a, another former lawyer for Mr. Cohen, came actually in the defense of the sitting, the former president of the United States and said, I can't in good faith allow this to happen because his story keeps changing. And I, I understand completely. I, I just laugh at the simple notion that liberals really believe that they have Donald Trump. What people don't realize is that, and I think Elon Musk said it best, if Donald Trump gets arrested, he is now the sitting 47th president of the United States. 
And people need to understand that because 74 plus million people voted for the man and he lost. Do you think that doesn't galvanize a base more than anything is the guy that you voted for the first time? Everything ever everything that he's everything he's ever said is come to light. Everything he said it was going to happen if we voted for Biden was going to happen. It has happened. And it's sad to see a guy basically called out and get retro you basically get persecuted for I hate to say this, but it's $130,000, which, by the way, in all seriousness, Miss Stephanie Clifford's actually paying more back to Donald Trump than what he supposedly paid her. I just want to bring that clearly, clearly out there. What I'm speaking of, ladies and gentlemen, is a civil lawsuit that got brought up against Donald Trump, and it was cited in, in favor of Donald Trump, and Miss Stephanie Clifford has to pay back his legal bills and then some. And they're remodeling in the favor of like $290,000. So basically almost paying back double um, than what supposedly Donald Trump paid her. Also, she got robbed from Mr. Porn star lawyer, Mr. Michael Navinati, who is now serving jail time for extorting Nike. So creepy porn lawyer. Creepy porn lawyer, man. Uh, at least Michael Cohen didn't hire a creepy porn lawyer. That would have been hilarious. Um, but and the reason why I'm full and going full blown ham here is, and this is I haven't even gotten remotely agitated yet, is that at some point the liberals just got to stop this, and 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 if they don't, you you're basically as much as I'm a huge Trump fan, don't don't make this a one sided contest. Like as much as we as conservatives really want to win the next election. Don't make this a one-sided contest for us, please, because we will club every single. I mean, we. No offense to Mr. Governor Michael De, uh, Ron DeSantis there, but he's trailing in the polls pretty big, and he hasn't even declared. He's down about twenty-one percentage points, and he hasn't even declared yet, which won't happen until about May if he's going to run. He's running, ladies and gentlemen. There's no question, Chris. I think that man's running for office. If he's not running, he is putting one hell of a show on for us. Um, but he's running. So he's trailing big and he's trailing big in nationally. So that tells me everything I need to know. It's Trump's show. But Trump, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump is having a huge rally here in Waco, Texas, uh, this Saturday at the Waco Regional Airport. He's going back to the old school, Chris. And by old school, I mean airplane hangar shows. Good times. Yes, starting like, like the starting like the Stone Cold rallies. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, the liberals need to start kind of getting understanding that you give this man some momentum, it's a wrap. It's been a wrap anyway. But I mean, at some point, you don't need to give him any more energy. The man has enough. You pissed him off. He's on true social now in all capital letters. He's fired up, man. And he has his own Twitter account back. I mean, shit. I mean, imagine if this man was on Twitter right now. Twitter would probably, like, really just... It won't, it, it, I can only imagine if the man was on Twitter right now. It's great. I think he'll be back on Twitter. It's just a matter just a matter of time. I think I think heading to 2024, I think we, we might start seeing some tweets start flying back out again. Um, he's Well, technically, he is flying uh, in the Trump Force 1 plane. Um, he's... 
he's flying into Waco uh, on Saturday. He has done some rallies. He has campaigned in New Hampshire. He has campaigned in Iowa. He's, as Donald Trump would say, he is, he's doing the, the, I would say he's doing the campaign. I think he has to, with the issue that Donald Trump's going to have on this campaign nationally, if he does become the candidate for office, which he will, is that legitimately he has to moderate his messaging to get the independent voter and the, I would say the suburban house mom vote. If he doesn't get the suburban house mom vote, unfortunately we got to deal with old sippy cup for another four years. So I'll, I'll just put it to you that way. I'm not saying all suburban house moms don't vote for Trump, but you know, in the last election he, he, I think COVID hurt him more than anything. So that's just me personally. I'm not a huge political punditry, but at the same time, this is going to be a lot different. Huge different. So, Chris, I'm going to go with this, man. Uh, you know, do you still believe Mr. Ron DeSantis is going to win the presidency? I do not. At this point, the presidency, are we talking the nomination? Well, we can go with the nominations first, because, I mean, that's the first step to winning the presidency, because without it, you kind of, you know. No, I, I, don't, I don't see it happening. He's, I think, uh, I think, unfortunately, he's not, he's not really, uh, he's not really up for prime time right now. Uh, I think definitely have seen some, seen a little bit of shakiness out of his, uh, in the last, uh, I'd say in the last couple of weeks, I think we've seen some shakiness out of him. I mean, it's not like he's, uh, again, he still hasn't declared. Also, we don't know where he stands on a lot of issues. So, um, no, I, and, and, until he, Formally uh, says he's going to run. Um, no, I think this is, this is Trump's uh, nomination to lose at this point. And I think, in all seriousness, I know there's some rumor mill, and I, I don't mean to go off topic here, but I, there's been rumor mill that he's gonna Trump was gonna select Kerry Lake to be his vice president. Let me tell you something. I love I love the pundit tree better than anybody in the world, but at the same time. Let's pick somebody that actually has some credentials to be a vice president, like winning a campaign and uh, that can actually govern and help the president of the United States. I'm not saying she can't do that, but I, I just think that that's the wrong, wrong spot for her. Uh, you know, but that's just me. I have some really good candidates for vice president at this point that I can list off. And it's just a matter of who they want to select. So, also, Ron Ron might be a really great sitting vice president, but I doubt he's gonna if he if he declares. I doubt Trump's gonna go with him. So let's just put it to you that way, because we remember correctly, Chris, Mike Pence. No one's ever heard of Mike Pence. I mean, other than like you know, people that lived in Indiana, but no one really knew of Mike Pence nationally. So. Right now, there's a lot of candidates for vice president. That'd be pretty solid. But I'm going to end it with this, man. This is not going to get... Pro I, I, after today's story that came out and everything else, this story, that, that case ain't going to get prosecuted. No way, no how. And if it does, it gets... Uh, I, I can say it clearly. I don't see it happening. I don't know about you, but I don't see it happening. If it does happen, it, it's just... It's bad. It's bad, period, man, in so many ways. And Trump Trump can sit here and 
do a lot of crazy things and say a lot of crazy things, but you pretty much perp walk the former president of the United States. It's not exactly, uh, it's not going to be a good time for anybody. I mean, New York police department already has security measures outside the courthouse in, in, in everything else. They're not saying it's going to happen here, but like you would think a guy that's about to get indicted for something stupid. That's why I say it's stupid. He would he would be flying back in New York City and have to turn over his passport, you know, his passports and everything else. He doesn't have to do any of that. So he's still at home in Mar a Lago, just sitting there minding his own business. So I say this it's now it's now officially Trump's pretty much nomination at this point. Because guess what he's getting right now? He's getting a whole lot of free, free media, good or bad. He's getting good free press. You know, so hopefully he can keep CNN in business for another you know presidential cycle. Oh, all right. That being said, Chris, I appreciate you joining me in my my vent of my soapbox here. But uh, you know, hopefully another time, another week. Yes, sir. All right, everybody, have a good rest of your week. Don't do anything stupid. F feel free to follow, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff on social media. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Feel free to follow us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook.